0: Bonjour. I'm not really the French one. My beautiful wife is. Uh, and if you're wondering about my last name, it is Freak. So God knows how to keep us humble. And um, in F- in Quebec City, I get all kinds of ways they say my name. And... Um, But we're so happy to be here at First Assembly this morning. It's a privilege for us to be here. And we're excited about what God is doing in Quebec, in Canada, in um, Calgary, in Quebec City. And we just want to say thank you again to Pastor Ben and Heather and and their daughters. And Pastor Claire and Sarah. And uh, Pastor Chris who brought a team. I didn't realize he was even here at First Assembly. But he brought a team many years ago from Mississauga. And uh, our good friends, Victor and Edline Dantas, who are uh, leading Aviva, well, we, we want them back. <laughs> they were at, they were at the, our church in Quebec City before they arrived here. But uh, we know God's got a special work here for them. So so, um, so bless them, too. They're an awesome couple. If you don't know them, get to know them. Um, and we want to thank you, the First Assembly family, for Uh, inviting us and investing in us, and I'll I'll let my wife present our our family a little bit, but for making room in your schedule for us today. And that's going to be the theme of the message this morning. So the province of Quebec, uh, less than 6% of Catholics actually attend regularly Sunday Mass. And um, less than 1%, some statistics even say less than 0.5% are evangelical Christians in the province of Quebec. And and there's over 700, like Pastor Ben said, 700 towns, villages, uh, suburbs that have no evangelical uh, witness right now. And that represents close to 1.8 million people. Um, and where we live in Quebec City and surrounding area, we have only seven POC churches for, for 800,000 people, basically, in their surrounding area. Quebec City, 500,000, 800,000 people. And there's about uh, 50 to 60 evangelical churches, but most of them very small churches. And uh, so there's a great need in Quebec. There's a great need for revival. And, um, and we want to thank you for praying for Quebec Wow, I never thought I would be in Quebec one day. I'm from Labrador. So Pastor Cliff Newberry was my youth pastor for a couple of years. We used to call him the bionic man. And um, so, uh, but I would, I grew up in Labrador City right on the border of Quebec, uh, 30 minutes away, completely French town. And we had these two ladies in our church Uh, Sunday nights, they will be praying at the altar. I'm sure they prayed me into Quebec. And you've been praying for Quebec, and God is at work in Quebec. We're hearing more and more church plants happening in Quebec. I think in our district of Quebec, there's been five or six planted in the last uh, two or three years. And uh, so God is answering your prayers for Quebec. So thank you for investing financially in Quebec. Thank you for investing in the province of Quebec. Thank you for investing in our local church. We were able to hire uh, someone uh, for six months on staff uh, as an office worker uh, because of your giving last year, and we're so thankful. that just, uh, just was a blessing to us. Yeah. And um, so uh, in our home church right now, we're averaging between 100 and 120 people on a Sunday morning. We do everything completely bilingual. So I always have someone standing beside me. We do the announcements in French and English. It's just, just a, if you want to have fun, come to Quebec City. (laughs) Come and join us for Sunday mornings. It's an adventure every Sunday. And um, we have maybe 30 occasional attendees. So we're touching over 150, even not more than that on a weekly basis. And we're expecting to break the 120 barrier and to go to 200 in the next couple of years. And uh, we're praying right now for... For a worker to come alongside of us, we have a lot of youth, young adults, university students, and we just started to take some small steps of faith, looking for a building we rent in a high school. So please keep us in your prayers. And uh, God is a God of the unexpected, and He's doing amazing things. So Aunt Claire is going to tell a testimony of an unexpected. She made room for God in her schedule, and something amazing happened one Sunday morning. Yeah, you know, sometimes on Sunday morning, I think that's supposed to be French. Oh, French? So Sunday mornings, we're often in a hurry to get to church, of course. So that Sunday morning was the same thing. So we ran into high school, so it was a soccer field, and it was a nice Sunday, Sunday morning. So we arrived a little bit earlier. And there was two young adults playing frisbee, throwing a frisbee on the soccer field. And I noticed that the the, the girl had a bandage on her thigh. So normally I would just go quickly into church and get ready. But I saw her and I said, oh, I'll stop and I'll take the time to connect with her. So I stopped, and I just said hi to her.
1: So
0: I said, uh, so what happened to your leg? And uh, she was a professional frisbee player. And uh, so so she said, well, I heard it playing. So I talked to her a little bit about Jesus. So I simply said, Jesus heals. Can I pray for you? And she looked at me a bit surprised. She said, uh, this only takes me three seconds and it's not going to hurt. And She said, yes, okay. So I just did a short prayer because it's the Holy Spirit that works, not us. I put my hand on her thigh. So I said, in the name of Jesus, be healed. And she checks her leg. she looks at me with big eyes. And all pain was gone. It was just simple like that. so I said we have church just here in the school in the cafeteria and they weren't sure if they would come in or not so I just said goodbye and went into the church so we just uh, worshipped and we're praising God and God's presence is there just like here this morning So I had my eyes closed. And I was sitting in the front row like the Johnsons are. And I said, Lord, wouldn't it be amazing if that lady came in with her friend and came into church? And sometimes we pray prayers like that and things don't happen necessarily. But that time, I opened my eyes. So that young couple came into the church and they're sitting right beside me in the front row. So then she bends over to me. She says, what do we do now? And she, she, she said, just relax. Just nothing. No pressure. Just be yourself. So we just offered a chance for testimonies and said, anyone want to have a testimony this morning? Because we, and she put up her hand. She She's me, me. And she was an athlete. She, you know, she looked healthy. She was dressed with her sports clothes. So I said, come to the front because just the previous week you we had a conference, so we had some maybe visitors. I didn't realize who she was. Yeah. So she just, I put a microphone in front of her mouth, she said, I don't know who you are, I'm not a person, church person, but what I do know is that someone talked to me with love, I had pain in my leg. And now I have no pain in my leg. And that's what revival looks like. And we were able to pray with her and she gave her life to Jesus. So we're in a Kairos time in Quebec. God is working and moving in our midst. And it's a a lot more simpler than we realize. We just need to make time in our schedule. And this one new man. God bless you. Wow. Let's just pray quickly. Holy Spirit, we're so thankful for your presence. And this morning, open our eyes to your word. Open our eyes to your power. Open our eyes to your love. And, Lord, just pour out a fresh wind in this church. I just seen earlier this morning a fresh wind coming over First Assembly. Lord, I just thank you that there's great things on the way. Lord, we pray for souls and more souls, O oh God. We pray that this building be too small, O oh God. And they'll have to rent the stadium, oh God, the, the Saddle Dome or something like that. And they'll just see amazing things in the years to come. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow. So, uh uh, some of you may like, ho- love hockey, so we need to pray for our hockey teams. The Canadians and the Flames, they need revival right now. Someone has to stand in the gap for them, amen? And um, you know what? Maybe it's God setting things up. You know, hockey is such almost like a religious thing in Quebec. And like there's, they built a stadium in Quebec City, and they can't, they can't get an NHL team. But we've had people come, they said, that, that building's going to be for God. God's going to do revival in that building. And we're believing for great things. Ezekiel 22 verse 30 says, I searched for a man among them who would build up the wall and stand in the gap before me for the land so that I would not destroy it, but I found no one. This has been one of my life verses when I was a young man growing up in Labrador. uh, I came across this verse at some point. And I basically said, God, I want to be that guy. When you can find no one to stand in the gap, when you can find no one to go into your schedule, into your zone, be there when you want them to be there, I want to be that guy. Sometimes I regret that prayer right now. (laughs) But God is—he keeps us at our, our word. And when you think about this verse, it's crazy. God could find no one who would make room in their schedule for him. Wow, what a sad thought. What a crazy thought. The God of the universe, the God of love, he was looking for someone and he could find no one. Wow, imagine God's heart. Imagine his sadness. The creation he made out of love was unavailable for him. What was going on? Were they on Facebook? I don't know. Were they tweeting? 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 You can tell how technologically advanced I am. I have my paper and my iPhone together. And uh, maybe they're building their houses, building their careers. Maybe they were traveling the world, visiting many beautiful places. What had distracted them from such a wonderful God of creation? You know, think about this statement this morning. We truly need God every day. Man, if you're here this morning, it's because... You need God. You're seeking for God. You're curious about God, maybe. But God also needs us. Amen? The Holy Spirit, he loves to work in partnerships. Amen? He loves to connect us together with himself. And he's like a a good father. You know, a good father, he trains up his child. But he likes to release their child in a moment and let them walk in front of them and watch how their child walks and runs and jumps. And that's what God does with us. He wants He wants to, we need him, but he needs us to be the light of the world, amen? And uh, we need to make room in our schedules for him because, and, and, and sorry, I got a little track. <laughs> we need to make room in our schedules, but really the reality is he's always in our schedule. He's here this morning in this place. The Bible says when there's two or three gathered in his name, he's in our midst. And oftentimes we just need to be, Recognize that he's there. We need to open the door for him to jump into our conversations, jump into our workplace, jump into our schools. We need to say, God, we don't want you in the back seat. We want you in the front seat with us. Amen? When I was a young youth pastor in Shediac, New Brunswick, if you want to go to a nice beach, go to Shediac, New Brunswick, um, we had this evangelist come to town and he really impacted my life. And he said this one day. He said, God... Every conversation is a three-way conversation. The question is, when we're conversing with someone, do we want to get the Holy Spirit into the conversation with us? Do we want to be aware of what he's doing? Paul basically says this in Acts 17.28. Acts 17.28 says, For in him we live and move and exist. Wow. The reality is God's always in the room. He's always in our schedules. The question is, will we acknowledge him into our schedules? Will we make room for him in our schedules? Will we partner with him? We have the the amazing gift of free will. See, there's different ways we can see our schedules. With God, without God, or sometimes with God. I don't know about you, but I want to have with God all the time. I want to be where the Holy Spirit at work all the time. The Bible says the Holy Spirit, Jesus, he said his father's always at work. They're always working. And the Bible talks about walking in the Spirit. We want to be in that Holy Spirit schedule. Amen? So I'm going to give you a couple of ways just to, to go into that schedule, making room for God in your schedule this morning. How can we be intentional about this? How can we recognize intentionally God in our schedules? Well, the first thing this morning is make room in your schedule to please God. Just wake up in the morning and say, Wow, God, I'm here for you. I'm here to worship you. I'm here to please you. How can I please you today, Holy Spirit? Good morning, Holy Spirit. Amen? We need to make room in our schedules for Him. Jesus did this, Jesus made room for the father's will for the holy spirit's will for the, for their schedules in his daily earthly schedule John the Baptist needed to arrange his schedule to please God and see the blessing of God and that takes faith, faith it takes a risk it takes saying God I trust you totally to do your work in my life in these moments on this day let's look at Matthew 3:13 to 17 and see what happened in this text Basically, Jesus is going to be baptized by John the Baptist. And if we look at verse 14, it says, But John tried to prevent him, saying, I have need to be baptized of you, and do you come to me? Think about this for a moment. John is basically saying, no God. John the Baptist, no, no God. You know, But Jesus says this in verse 15. What Jesus answering said, said to him, Permit it at this time. In other words, he's saying, John, let's rearrange our schedules for a few moments here, and let's do what the Father wants. Well, let's do what the Holy Spirit desires. Let's get Father God in the forefront and God's will to be done. Permit it at this time. For this is way it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. We'll go back to that in a few moments. And then it says, John then permitted him. And look what happens when they made room to honor Father God, honor Holy Spirit. When Jesus was, was walking in God's, Father God's schedule, look what happens. Verse 16 says, after being baptized, after being obedient, after following the schedule of God, the heavens were opened. Wow. How many of you want to open heaven over your life? Amen, I want that open heaven over my life. And he saw the Spirit of God descending as a dove lighting on him. How many you want the anointing, the touch of God upon your life? Wow. And behold, a voice. Wow. How many of you want to hear God's voice? Wow. Audibly or just in your thoughts or in our imaginations. God uses our thoughts or imaginations, But whatever way, let's just hear his voice. Amen. A voice out of heaven said, look what it's the voice said. This is my beloved son. In whom I am well pleased. Wow. Wow. You know that God loves you. God's got a plan for your life. Man, you say, I heard it before. Let me tell you again. God loves you. And he's got a plan for your life. Every day. I heard one pastor said, if God had a refrigerator in heaven, your pitcher would be on that refrigerator. Amen. He'd be exci- he's excited about our day, what's going to happen this afternoon. He's excited about what's going to happen tonight. Because he's always there with us. We just need to recognize him in our our schedules. Jesus is being baptized. And as he opens up the schedule, heaven opens. Revelation is released. God's voice is heard. And God's affirmation is released. Wow. What we do in the private comes out in the public. Did you know that? Jesus said, go into your private room, pray, and ask the Father There. When we go into that private place with God, when we get alone with God, when we make that space in our schedule to pray, whether it's five minutes or, or 30 minutes or it's just reading our Bible and devotion, when we make that space in our schedule for God, then God comes and does his work in our life. It pleases him. Amen? He gets excited. Amen? Amen. He was excited about you coming to church this morning. He said, look, I don't know, Jeremy, he's coming to church. Wow, I'm going to speak to him today. I want to bless him today. Giselle, do you have any Giselles here this morning? I don't know. Wow. Giselle is coming to church. Claire is coming to church. What are we going to do today? How can I partner with Claire this morning? God's got some good stuff for you, actually. Partnerships, there's more partnerships coming for you. Olivia? Uh, wow, I'm getting excited. Um, yeah, and when he opens up the heavens, he declares who we are. He declares our status. Uh, my wife just gave an amazing testimony. But the last couple of months, we've been doing a course called Truths for Life uh, in our church. And it's always an adventure because we never know if it's going to be more French or more English in all our, our teaching groups and all that. And uh, we had this young military couple show up in our church a little while back. And they got a couple of kids or uh, Rican. Recompose family, How many French words come. So, uh, But there, uh, a family has been come back together, uh, two families coming together. And uh, they have a couple of kids. And so they, they said, we're going to make time to go through this special course Sunday afternoon called Truths for Life. And their kids, they hang out in one room and they're in the other room. And they're learning about what we believe as a church, learning about the Holy Spirit, learning about healing. And uh, in one of those meetings, they... They heard for the first time, really, that the Holy Spirit is alive and working in their life. And he wanted to give them power to witness, to be a light. And he, when we started talking, speaking in tongues, he was a little bit skeptical. I like, I don't know about that. And the leader just basically said, when you go home this week, just ask Holy Spirit to come and show you if this is all true. And just invite him to come and just tell him that you desire to have a deeper relationship with him. So he went home Sunday afternoon. Sometime in the early week, he was alone in his bedroom, the Father. And he just said, Holy Spirit, come. Visit me. Talk to me. And he said he started to have these words come to his mind. And he started to flow out of his mouth. And he was surprised himself. And he was baptized in the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. But he made time. He opened up his schedule. He made room. And God came, and God was pleased, and God blessed him. Amen? How can we be intentional about making room? Here's another way. We do it to please God. We make room to please God. We make room to serve God's mission. Amen? God's got a mission for each one of us. We do that because we want to honor him. We want to serve God because he is so good. I've often prayed, God, I want to be like the red carpet. You know, I don't need all, any glory. You just just make, let the people see you. Let me be the red carpet. Just walk on me if you have to. And I'll just be the red carpet. Because we want to serve God's mission. He's been so good to us. Amen? He saved us. If I don't know what's going on in your life, but no matter what, just the fact that you hear is, is the goodness and co- kindness of God being revealed. Amen? Just the fact that the first assembly's been here, I don't know for how many years, but all these years, that's the goodness, that's the kindness of God saying, "God, saying, I love you! There's a church here for you. Wow. Jesus made room. John 5, 19, 20 says this. Jesus said this, truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself unless it is something he sees the Father doing. For whatever the Father does, These things the Son also does in like manner. Basically, Jesus is saying, I'm here to serve my Father's mission. Wow. How many of you want to be like Jesus? Dig into his word. Find out his mission for your life, your specific mission maybe. Because when we have Jesus, we naturally will want to serve, to love. Amen. How many of you are married here this morning? Just put up your hands. I bless your marriages today. How many want to get married? Yeah, you don't have to put up your hand if you don't feel comfortable. But we bless your future, Amen. But marriage is we learn to serve, Amen. A little while back, the Lord said, "Grant no more ball hockey Monday nights." I'm like, really? Why? He said, "You need to spend some time with your family." I'm like, hockey—that's my—that's my thing, you know. So I learned to serve. Love makes room to serve. And when we do that, we find our true significance. We find our true meaning in life. This has been one of the best years of my life as a pastor. But back before the summer started, God said, no more ball hockey Monday nights. I got something better. And I was like, really? I was trying to get in better shape. I've lost 40 pounds since uh, September. I was doing sports. Yeah, praise God. But that, let me tell you how it happened. Someone made schedule, room in their schedule for me. Someone, one of our leaders in our church, one of our board members, she's involved in, in nutritional coaching. And I was saying, God, I, need to, I know I need to lose some weight. I'm feeling tired and stuff. And I said, God, but I want it the right way. You have to put the right person in front of me, the right program, whatever. But I just, I just want to do anything. So I'm getting ready for Sunday morning. My board member comes up to me. She's an amazing woman of God, she's a pastor. I need to talk to you. God told me you need to follow this coaching program that I do for helping weight loss. And it was like Tuesday, I prayed, God, I need help. And then Sunday, I'm getting the answer, right? But she made room in her schedule. And I thought ball hockey was the way. It it did help a bit. I loved it. I scored some goals once in a while. I was an older guy, so, you know. But God had a different agenda. He had a different spiritual schedule for me. And it's been an amazing ride ever since. And that's what God has for you. Sometimes God's ways are not our ways. But if we would just listen to God, I'll make room. I'll try this. I'll try that. God will work. Amen? Look back at our text, Matthew 3.13. It says, Jesus answering said to him, Permit it at this time, for in this way it is fitting for us to fulfill all righteousness. Then he permitted him. I love How it says that, righteousness. In other words, it is fitting for us to do everything right in in the Father's way. And when we do that, we start to advance the kingdom of God quicker in our lives, in our family's lives, in our kids' lives, in our church life, and in the city of Calgary and Quebec and Canada. Amen? Wow. When we just say, God, I don't understand, but it seems like this is you. You get confirmation. The scriptures line up. And it's the right way. God pours out his blessing. That's why Jesus is saying to John, this is fitting for us to do this, because it will pour out the righteousness of God, the blessing of God. It will be God's schedule. It will be God's plan. Wow. When you do things right, God's blessing comes. Our schedules will become fulfilling, bless, and lead us into the perfect schedule for us, the perfect will of God for us. Let me tell you a quick story here happened to my son, Joshua. Joshua, he works in a place called Reno-Depot. It's kind of like Home Depot in Quebec. And uh, two Octobers ago they they organized for the union in Reno-Depot and um, he had asked when he first started his job to never work Sundays because he wanted to be with the church family He wanted to serve. And When a union came in, it was in October, you know, Halloween and Thanksgiving. Sometimes spiritual atmosphere changes a little bit. And he started to have some pressure about working on Sundays. He was the only one who really was able to do it. They recognized it and gave him opportunity. And we just said, Joshua, you know what? It's an interesting time of year that is happening right now. And let's just pray about this. Let's just believe God's going to keep that door open. And you know what happened? We prayed. We asked God to keep the door open and keep his schedule open so he could serve. And you know what happened? He became employee of the month that month, and he still got his Sundays free. There was a complete turnaround that happened. So let me just say, as we're in Canada and we're facing all kinds of contrary winds right now as Christians, let us believe our God is greater. Amen? Let us believe if we serve him on mission. And put his agenda first, he's going to take care of everything that we have behind us, right? Seek first the kingdom and everything will be added on to you. The last thing I'm going to say really quickly here today is that make room in your schedule to go reach out to others. Wow. If you look back at the beginning of John chapter 1, John the Baptist, John the Baptist came. Basically, what does that mean? He means he started his public ministry. In Canada right now, we've got to go public amen, with our faith. It's time to come, come out and say, you know what, I'm a believer. When you see someone sick, can I pray for you? Even if it's a little cold, can I pray and believe for healing in your life? We might be surprised what God will do. Amen? We need to go public. We need to, with love and truth, love and share and speak truth. That's what Kennedy needs right now. John it says John the Baptist was a voice crying in the wilderness, make ready the way of the Lord. Make God's schedule available for yourself. He said, repent, turn back to God, and watch how the kingdom of God will show up. Amen? I'm going to finish this morning with a, a poem, a part of a poem that you've heard before. One more verse, says Luke 14:23. The master said to his servant, go to the highways, the back alleys. Urge people to come in so that my house might be full. We were in a community festival. We had a kiosk for a church in Quebec City. And we really prepared ourselves to go out and reach out to people. Little did we know that the mayor of Quebec would be walking by our chaos, kiosk during that, that festival. And a young lady in our church, who had no idea who the, the mayor was, prayed for the mayor and was able to have an impact in his life. And that military couple that we talked to, they came to our church because we went out, we went and reached out, made rumorous schedule to go and proclaim the gospel. There's a poem called One Life written by a British Pentecostal missionary named Charles Dudd. And I'm going to read just a couple of parts. It says, Two little lines I heard one day traveling along life's busy way, bringing conviction to my heart and from my mind would not depart. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. If we go to the end, let's stand together as I read these last couple of parts of this. At the end of the poem, he says this. Give me, Father, a purpose deep. In joy or sorrow, thy word to keep. Faithful and true, whatever the strife, pleasing thee my daily life. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Oh, let my love, just say that in your heart today. my love in fervor burn. From the world, now let me turn, living for you and you alone, bringing you pleasure on your throne. Only one life, it will soon be passed, but only what's done for Christ will last. Only one life, yes, only one. Now let me say, your will be done. Your schedule be done. I'm making room for you, Jesus. And when at last I hear the call, I know I'll say it was worth it all. Amen. Those little detours you make for God is worth it all. You don't know what kind of impact it's going to have for eternity. Only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. Will you stand in the gap for someone? Will you stand in the gap for Quebec, for Canada? God's got something for you, sister. I've been seeing God's hand upon you, and it's time to go bold for God. Wow. Are you ready to make room in your schedule to please him, to serve God's mission and to go and to reach out to others? Amen. If that's your prayer, let's just pray. Holy Spirit, in this room right now, you're calling people to a deeper walk with you. You're calling us to rearrange our schedules like John the Baptist, to be that voice crying out, God is alive in Calgary. God is alive in Arbor Lake. God is alive all around this city and this country. And you're calling them to, to go public and serve and go. Lord, give us that boldness this morning. Give us that fervor. Call us to be in the gap no matter what the cost. Give us that courage. I felt this morning in the first service, the Lord says, he's not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love. And a sound mind. Amen. If that's you, just close your eyes and put up your hands. And say, I want that spirit of power. Holy Spirit, come bring power in this room right now. Fresh Pentecostal power. Fresh love. Fresh soundness of mind. Self-discipline, oh God. No fear in Jesus' name. We command fear to leave this building in Jesus' name. To leave families in Jesus' name, we declare no weapon formed against the First assembly will prosper in Jesus' name. We declare the blessings of God over the First assembly. And maybe you hear this morning you don't know Jesus Christ, but you hear Jesus calling you into relationship with Him. And he's saying to you, "Come to me, turn, turn back to me. I'm alive. I love you, my arms or open wide on the cross for you. I died for your sins. Come, receive me. And the Bible says if we receive him, he calls us children, sons and daughters of God. And if you need Jesus this morning, would you just lift up his hand and say, yeah, I, I need to make room of my life for God. I need to give my life to Jesus this morning, right here, right now, not tomorrow. This is the day of salvation. I'm ready to give my life for Jesus. Yes, I see that hand. Anyone else? Just put your hand up high so I can pray for you. You can say a prayer with me. Yes, back there in the back. Yes. Hallelujah. Anyone else this morning say, I need Jesus. I've, I need it. I've forgotten about God, but I realize he's here calling me into friendship with him. Yes, anyone else here this morning? Amen. If you got your hand up, just repeat this prayer in your heart with me. Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. I don't understand maybe the fullness of that. But right here, right now, I invite you into my life. Wash all the sin out of all the garbage out of my life, all the wrong things, wash it out. And I receive your life, a new life in you right here. Right now, I receive your joy. Wow, I receive your Holy Spirit. I receive your schedule. I, I leave my ways behind, my schedule behind and say today I'm your friend and I accept you as Lord and Savior. Wow, if you said that prayer, welcome to the family of God. Welcome to First Assembly, amen? Wow. We're so excited to be here. I'm going to let Pastor Ben come up in a moment. But this is an amazing song, Build Our Life on Him. And if you want prayer this morning, we'd be excited to pray for you. We're seeing more healings in Quebec. And if you have a physical need, come. If you have a spiritual need, come. And let us bless you this morning. Amen? And I expect great things from God. Amen. Thank you so much, Grant and Anne-Claire, the beautiful couple. We just love you guys so much.